0: We are so glad you joined us today for the sermon podcast of St. Thomas Anglican Mission. St. Thomas is a convergent church anchored in Anglicanism and located in beautiful Matthews County, Virginia. We seek to be a community of refuge where you can rest, dream, and change as you encounter Christ through the scriptures, spirit, and sacrament. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Let's listen. from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, beginning with the 12th chapter, the 9th verse. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cling, Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the need, the necessities of saints. Giving to hospitality. Blessing them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. And weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. In Psalm 133, David wrote how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. But do we, brothers and sisters, as people called forth from darkness and by the baptismal waters brought into the family of God, do we truly Live together in unity. If you continue reading that psalm, it speaks of anointing. We know Christ to be the anointed one, and we as Christians are to be anointed people. But are we? We barely dwell in unity, let alone deep, abiding love. Well, Lord, I pray over these next few moments, as I deliver this word that I believe you laid on my heart, I pray, God, that you open minds, you open, mind, open hearts, you open ears, and that, Lord, your word is proclaimed, and that, God, we have an encounter with you. May your Holy Spirit prick our heart where it needs to be pricked, and may we hear your still small voice over these next few moments. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are with us, And Lord, may we glorify and bring honor to your name and to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning's epistle passage in Romans, it has a lot to say. And it seems, uh, honestly, it seems as if the Lord isn't done speaking to us here at St. Thomas about love. Um, Loving God and loving neighbor. That's definitely, I would say that's definitely been the theme of the year Uh, Here at St. Thomas. Um, And I would say, honestly, it's a theme that we nationwide as a people, as Christians and believers, uh, we need to constantly, uh, during this pandemic and these, this racial injustice and all these things coming to surface, love, can we ever really hear enough about it? In our opening verses, the Apostle Paul writes, love must be sincere, hate what is evil Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Above yourself. However, uh, before we get to the text from this morning, I want to share that our nation um, nation has been rocked by not only this ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, but also racism and racial injustice. Sadly, they're both very real realities and are very much denied and ignored by plenty of people, both inside and outside of the church. Concerning the racism and the racial injustice that is finally being exposed by the light, Jamar Tisby, the author of The Color of Compromise, uh, he believes that we're in the midst of the modern-day civil rights movement, and I think he is, he is right. I think he is right. Here locally in Matthews, a couple weeks ago, the, the Matthews County School Board held a meeting to discuss and vote on changing the elementary school's Confederate glorifying name. And during that meeting, the chairman of the school board, he said to the clergy that were present, he said, no matter what we, the school board, do tonight, the five of us are not going to fix an underlying problem in this community. It's in your hands now to heal this community. And while he's that obviously isn't the words of Christ and he was just speaking as the the chairman of the board, I think that is a sentiment, though, that is very much uh, a mandate on all of us as believers, anyone who claims faith in Christ. And I think it doesn't just apply to Matthews County and it doesn't just apply to Virginia. It applies to the United States of America. And frankly, it applies around the world. It's our mandate as believers, our biblical mandate as believers, To allow the Holy Spirit to work through us and to bring healing to our communities, to our nations, to our world. As Christians, and as the anointed people of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the means to bring healing across the land. However, we're not, and frankly, for the most part, I don't think we can and the reason for that is because we lack unity. We lack a deep love of our neighbor. And so we forfeit we forfeit the very anointing that by the grace of God was poured upon us. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The way we love God is expressed in the way we love our neighbor. And the way we love our neighbor reflects the way we love God. So let's look back to our text. Paul starts by saying, love must be sincere. Put another way, love must be without hypocrisy. Love cannot be optional, church. Love cannot be fake. It must, it has to be genuine. Genuine. There's no other option. It must. It must be genuine. It must be sincere. It must be without hypocrisy. Can we really claim to love and serve the Lord who is love, as St. John tells us? Can we really claim that we love Him and we serve Him when we cannot admit our own lack of love for our neighbor? We deflect and we hide behind our political shields or our ingrained prejudices, or our pride, or even our keyboards. Just to name a few ways we deflect and hide, instead of accepting a reality that we're not truly living into the love Christ has called us to. I say this because I, as a Christian, and specifically as a member of the clergy, have been disturbed by the bizarre behavior of believers in response to the things rocking our world. That includes such things as spreading conspiracy theories, mean and divisive talk, and the general lack of love. I'm concerned, family. I'm really and truly concerned. And this is believers across the board who are acting this way, both laity and clergy, deacons, priests, bishops, pastors, ministers, apostles, prophets, whatever title you go by. It's a concern because no one seems to be immune to lack of love. A love without hypocrisy that hates evil and clings to good would lead us to taking a global pandemic serious and conducting ourselves with others in mind. Pastor uh, Pastor Jared Moore of Table Church, he wrote concerning the reality of this pandemic. He said, following Jesus and loving our neighbors almost always means doing the unpopular and inconvenient thing. Love of others is not optional for Christians, whether expressed towards other believers, as the first five verses of our text addresses, or to our our enemies, as the rest of this morning's reading speaks to. Love. Love calls us to sometimes do the unpopular thing and the inconvenient thing. And I'll probably make some of you mad with this, but it it comes with the collar, and uh, that's all right. Genuine love, church, genuine love would banish thoughts of a modern civil war and instead would seek peace and understanding instead of arrogance and fear. Sincere love would put to flight thoughts of Confederate glorification in light of the very real hurt and pain it continues to cause our African-American brothers and sisters. It's the very height of foolishness if we don't see the spiritual implications in things that we hold near and dear. Love seeks to overcome obstacles, not dig the trench of division even deeper. And so we, as believers in Christ, we must overcome, honoring one another above ourselves. How can we attain or achieve this level of love? Paul answers that back in the first two verses of chapter 12, actually. He wrote, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual or your reasonable or your rational act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how can we attain or achieve this level of love where where we we honor those as higher than ourselves? We we give more honor and we we love our neighbor as ourselves. How do we achieve that? Well, we become a living sacrifice. We accept that mantle that, that comes with being a Christian. We seek to be worthy of our vocation as Christians. Jesus, he said to the disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In speaking with the disciples, Jesus told them that in being his followers, there is expectations. Denying yourselves, loving God, and loving others, to name a few. When we offer ourselves, our souls, and our bodies as a living sacrifice devoted to the Lord, the old, the old is to be burned away. And we realize that the act of offering ourselves up to the Lord is indeed a reasonable act of worship. In fact, it is the very least, the very least we can offer Christ. It's not impossible to live a holy and pleasing life before the Lord. It's not necessarily easy, but it's not impossible. And we can do it. And when we can't, there's grace to help us. The fact is, though, that the more we strive for holiness, the more second nature it will become. In fact, love should be the normal state that we as Christians, we as the believers, the body of Christ, love should be the normal state that we live and walk in each and every day. Whether we're at home, we're at the grocery store, we're at our, 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 our place of employment, or we're at a school board meeting, a board of supervisors meeting, an election, it doesn't matter where we are at, love should be our normal state as Christians. Love, forgiveness, grace, mercy, peace. How can we attain or achieve this level of love? Again, becoming a living sacrifice, but additionally, as St. Paul tells us, being transformed and not conformed. Romans 12, 2, this is the Amplified Version. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Or, as the message reads, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. We attain this level of love that the God of love, the God who is love, this love that Christ calls us to, we attain it by offering ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform our minds. Additionally, St. Paul tells the believers in Philippi, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's the road. That's the pathway to achieving this level of love Christ calls us to. As we intentionally meditate on the things of God and spend time in His presence, be that in times of worship or in times of prayer or even at times at the table, receiving the sacrament of Holy Communion, the Holy Spirit will renew our minds as He leads us into truth, truth, truth. As we change our way of thinking, as we allow the Holy Spirit to evolve our thinking, we discover that being people of love, people of blessing, and people of serving, people of servanthood, it's not a chore, it's not an arduous task, it's an expectation, yes, However, it's an expectation that by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to walk and live into. And we must walk in a love that has no hint of hypocrisy. It must be sincere and genuine. The good news is that's that's simply that's that's the good news is that it's possible simply by yielding our hearts And offering ourselves, our souls, our bodies to the Lord, and allowing the Spirit to teach us a better, a truer way of living. Whether it's a pandemic, racism, co worker tension, a neighborhood spat, or even dealing with keyboard warriors who are quite plurific these days, love has always been the answer. For love is expressed and understood through Jesus Christ is the keys to the kingdom. Well, this message is, yeah, of course, it's directed mostly to the church, I believe it's broad enough for everyone seeking a better way of life. See, Jesus came that we might have life, abundant life, in fact. He came to offer himself as a place of refuge, a place of hope, a place of healing. And by his life, his death, his resurrection, and his glorious ascension, the way was opened for all who repent and believe on him as the Christ to find the way into the kingdom. So church, in Christ, let us strive to walk and live in love. Let us strive to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves as we live in the reality that love must be sincere. Love must be genuine. Love must be without hypocrisy. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you this morning and ask God that you, your Holy Spirit, would breathe and speak into our hearts, calling us into deeper, deeper levels of love of neighbor, deeper levels of love of you. God, continue the work of transforming our hearts, our minds, so that, Lord, we don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world. God, may the things that we defend and the things that we stand guard over, may they be things that bring glory and honor to your kingdom and not to a man, not to the past, but to you. God, help us become people of love. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, may we reach levels of maturity in you where we discover that love and we can share it with our neighbors. Where we discover the grace that you've poured upon us, and we can share it with our neighbors. Where we discover the peace that you pour into us, that we can share with our neighbors. And where we discover the joy that only comes from you. A joy that is needed in these times of uncertainty. God, may we put our trust in You and may we seek to love You with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. Empower Your people, God. Rebuke where rebuke needs to happen. Convict where conviction needs to happen and strengthen us where we need strength. Because in our weakness, God, You're made strong. May we lean on You. May we rely on You. And when we stumble and fall and don't show the love You've called us to, may we find Your grace and Your mercy and Your forgiveness. And in turn, may we express that grace, mercy, and forgiveness to those who offend us. Because love is the answer. Love is the key. And now unto God the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost, be all honor and glory, both now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message. You can find out more about St. Thomas by visiting our website, matthewsanglican.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Simply search our name. Have a blessed week.